Welcome to the Lead with Levity podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Heather Walker, and I have the pleasure of speaking to Dr. LaTanya Jackson today. She is the Vice President of Services and Operations at Media Partners Corporation. And yes, we will unpack what that means at some point today. And they create awesome training solutions that use film to create stories that enhance learning around cultural topics. They help us know what to do and what not to do in the workplace. So we definitely appreciate them for everything that they do. It's time for a sneak peek. Sneak peek, sneak peek. And it's the concept of you make it memorable, you make it positive and fun. And then you read the clues when you're servicing other people. And service is inside your organization. How do you serve your peers? How do you serve one another? How do you serve your employees? And how do you fill their glass every single day? And now on with the show. When you're feeling the pressure, take a moment to step back, pick up your marbles and choose to lead with levity. Join us on the Lead with Levity podcast for fireside chats that will fill your bucket and help you get back to being the leader you were meant to be. Now here's your host, Dr. Heather Walker. Dr. Jackson, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm doing well, Dr. Walker. How are you? I'm feeling good, feeling good. <laughs> I've got that song playing in my head. As soon as I said that, I thought, oh, I'm feeling good from my head to my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a little Patty LaBelle action going on. Right, <laughs> right. I don't sing in public or really in private much, so it's always a surprise to me when I hear my singing voice. <laughs> I think that's awesome, right? Cuz who doesn't yeah. have a song somewhere in them? You know. Exactly. Exactly. So, Dr. Jackson, gosh, we're moving the the year is is moving so quickly. We're coming to a close at this point. How has it gone for you so far? How's your 2021 been? 2021 has moved fast. I have three children and my daughter, she's 12. We were talking last night about how quickly it just seems like all of a sudden it's November. (laughs) It was January yesterday and today it's November. That's how it feels to us. So just exciting things going on, lots of change. My role kept expanding at Media Partners. And so just a lot of moving pieces and parts all across the board, personally, professionally, a fast moving train. Well, I know parents can definitely, definitely relate to what you just said. You said you have three. So I just, I'm curious, you know, I don't know about you, but at the beginning of, of was it last year? going into the pandemic and everything, we were all sort of hit with this shock, right? Of, whoa, we're all using the Wi-Fi. We're all trying to figure out school and work and everything else. And this year, it's been a matter of, all right, let's let's try and and get back on track with, with school, with work, with all of our projects and everything. Have you experienced any kind of uh, slowing of the pace where that's concerned? No, for me. So when the pandemic, our schools, I'm located in Arkansas and our schools shut down March 13th of 2020. So significant dates for a lot of reasons for me, you know, the good news Mm -hmm. for us was that our kids already had a lot of devices. So we had already Ah. increased the Wi-Fi and, you know, done some things so they could be on their, their Wi-Fi enabled devices here at home. 
And the mm -hmm. other benefit was that I had homeschooled my daughter for her second grade year. We both hate, but we learned a lot during that process. And so for us, it was just a shift away from the traditional. Now I only had her at the time. Now I had, you know, two other kids that we had to, to think through. One is a toddler. He's three. Mm. He was two, wow. you know, he just turned two last year this time. So he was still able to go to daycare. Thankfully, um, we do a home care environment. And because of the way that she cleans and, and she was comfortable with keeping kids, for us, it just kept things somewhat normal. And just having the older two at 12-year-old, six-year-old, and three-year-old now. So at that time, they were 11, five, and two, right? And so it was, it was just a shift, but we were glad when they gave us the opportunity to go back to school. I was in business for myself all of 2020 or most of 2020. And so work, I was working from home anyway. So I was already accustomed to that environment and just integrating my family into that was mm. a little bit of a challenge at first, but once we figured out schedules and I'm a big planner, so hence the operation side of my job, <laughs> but getting all of the, you know, basically project managing my house, right? Okay. So y'all are in school. Yes. You have zoom calls from this time to this time, which means I won't do calls from this time to this time, you know, and we just, we did have some Wi-Fi challenges to work through, but if you navigated it like a project, which is how I did, you know, my husband, he's not here. He works nights and then he comes in in the morning. And so making sure he had time to sleep, making sure the noise level stayed down. Oh uh, yeah. The best investment was a trampoline at our <laughs> Really? A trampoline, that's cool, for break time? Yes, so they went outside. <laughs> Even in the winter, they would go out there and they'd clean it off. And so it just keeping them in an active role and then, you know, not letting them be on devices. And that allowed me to work. It allowed me to serve my clients. When I had coaching calls, they knew to go outside or to go upstairs. Or And so really, it's, it's sort of how we do everything in the workplace, right? If, we, if we're doing mm -hmm. it well, we are navigating our environment to fit what our needs are, right? I might not work That's on true. this project right now because that project's not due until next week, but the most immediate need that I have, that's what I focus on. And mm. so life in a way mirrored to me, it mirrors that, that, that trajectory of, okay, so what's really the most important right now is navigating family around at that time, my client base. And then when I came um, on with media partners earlier this year, full time, they were a client of mine prior mm -hmm. to. And so coming into the organization, I already had some level of knowledge about the company. And so it just made it just like, hey, I negotiated for what worked for me. So I have a day still every week that I don't work at the company where I'm able to navigate my business and my family needs and, and coordinate all of those things still around a project. Now, obviously there are days I work that, you know, I say I'm going to be off every Friday and that doesn't happen, but <laughs> we, we work through, you know, I work when I need to work and I take care of my family when I need to take care of my family and, and navigate it in that way. And it's, it's the same in the work environment. If we help companies do that effectively, right? From a culture perspective, from a creating an environment where that flexibility is present, I think it's a mm -hmm. win for everybody because then you don't feel that pressure. And a lot of people felt that pressure in 2020. They were cramped in their homes. They were not sure what to do with their kids. Some of us got right. invite into our, our curriculum that our kids were doing. Like, is this really what you've been learning? We need to up this, right? I felt for exactly. teachers. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> you know, but that's a training, you know, in training, it's like, hey, is this really what our people have been doing? We need to increase the level of impact that this training can have. And so that's sort of it's if you think about it, there's a mirror that happens if if we look at it that way. 
So let me ask you about that, because I feel like what you're doing at Media Partners is really important, especially when we think about navigating what's currently kind of bubbling up to the surface right now. Yes, last year was pressure, last year was stress, but it doesn't seem to be going away this year. And we have, what I've seen is an increase in depression, increase in anxiety, increase in anger, (laughs) rage even, people assaulting flight attendants and nurses and service workers. And just really, not everyone is doing this, obviously. It would be complete mayhem. But there is an uptick in sort of aggression, frustration, violence, and bad behavior. And so I'm curious, you know, are you, we're seeing that outside of the workplace. We're seeing that in the marketplace. Are you seeing that within workplaces? It depends. There's been some very public profile cases, McDonald's Mm -hmm. in the last year, there was a a customer who basically punched the employee in the face and then a fight ensued. And there are people standing there. This is what was fascinating to me. There are people standing there with their cameras videotaping the whole thing. Nobody was trying to break up the fight. So when you think about that from an employer perspective, and this isn't in any way to throw McDonald's under the bus, (laughs) some great people there that Mm -hmm. I know. When I read that, I thought, wow, this is, what does that mean? We're seeing an uptick. There was a, a shooting. This just in Nebraska, was that last week, two weeks ago, we're seeing the assault, the active assailants happening on the train. So there is an uptick and that is coming Right. When we talk about, if we look at the emotions of human beings, right, we Mm -hmm. react emotionally first and then we logically respond. We are seeing the reaction, the emotional reactions of I've been stuck in my home. There's this virus. I can't go out, you know, or I choose not to go out or whatever. Think all of that, like my job, if they're making layoffs, companies, I had the privilege of (laughs) choosing a layoff experience. (laughs) And so- But I know what that's like to, it's shocking, right? And so you add, like, you add that next layer, right? Now you're not just impacting my emotional state, you know, the the environment has impacted my emotional state and my ability to connect with human beings. We just have a fundamental need, right? We all, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? We have a fundamental need to belong, to be connected to other human beings, And if that connection is broken or minimized, it creates that emotional instability. And then you add to it some uncertainty about your job or career, that that security, that safety, right? Now you're impacting Mm -hmm. my safety. So now a number of my needs are being impacted. And what, and then you lay me off, right? (laughs) Right. And so now it's like, oh, okay. So all our, all, all of that is on the reactionary side. That, you know, I'm reacting to the news that my job has been impacted. I'm reacting to the fact that there's a health pandemic and I can't, I have no control as a human being over these things. That, I mean, and we could talk both sides of that, right? But but there's mm-hmm. all of those pieces, that uptick, that anxiety, the stress levels are just higher, right? It's just the they natural are. They are higher. outflow of the environment that we currently are in. And the workplace is reflective of that. The political... The, the political polarization that happened during the election showed up in the work environment prior to the pandemic. And then you add that mm. p- pandemic and then you add personal impact and you add. So you just keep adding to all of these different yeah. things. At some point, it's you're going to see the reactions. And I think that's what you're seeing now. And, and companies, airlines are companies, schools, trains. These are all entities, educational environments. Kroger had a shooting a couple of weeks ago as well. 
right? So all of these are organizations or companies that we service that are being impacted by a person who's made whatever choice they've made in their life. And whether that's a personal choice to inwardly take all of that and let the anxiety, the stress start to show up, the emotion, right? What's behind the anger, fear? What's behind the aggression, fear? What's behind some of that stress and anxiety? So when you start to look at it from, and I'm no psychologist, I'm not a psychiatrist, I don't, but I just study mm-hmm. this stuff a lot, uh, especially when we're talking about emotional intelligence in the workplace. And I was just working on an article, microaggressive behaviors. If you add the DE&I stuff to that, how many years have people been dealing with this? And now they feel like they don't have to. So all of it's starting to come out. And that's what we're seeing. Yeah. And companies have are having to make some some tough choices on how they're going to educate their employees to be able to navigate and manage the work and life obligations that they have in an effective way. So one thing that we are working to do is to equip leaders to serve in an account. So if the culture is moving in this direction where there's so much so much stress, so much tension, so, <laughs> so much focus on the bottom line and not so much on what's going on with people. We're trying to raise up a counterculture to that. People who aren't afraid to go out there and say, no, there is another way. We can rise above this. We can do work differently. We can do business differently. And that's what leading with levity is is really all about. So I'm curious because the focus of the programs and things like that you've been doing, they're all about helping people to navigate harassment, conversations about diversity, workplace violence. I'm sure there are, there are others as well, culture and things like that. How how do you take someone from that place where we're talking about please don't hit someone (laughs) at work. Don't harass that person. Treat this person with respect and dignity Mm -hmm. to the next level of, all right, we are all on level playing field here. Where do you see that shift occurring with the people, with your clients, actually, where they go from basic, bare minimum, we have nothing, no information, blank slate, or even we need to unlearn some things, to that mental shift? We do a lot of convincing. The way I want to say, we have to influence our, our partners out there, our clients, and help them make the case, right? And, and really, when it's a numbers game, you got to make the business case. Um, and that's honestly right. how I always like to start any type of training or development work, is what is the business opportunity we're solving for? And it's a question that I've been asking for years when I was an instructional designer, as I've been a consultant for clients. And it's one that I've brought in the media partners to say, we just have to ask them the question, what are you solving for? And what I'm finding is some companies are very clear. We have a strategy, we know where we're going. And then the next question is sort of, is everybody bought into that strategy? Do you have the buy-in of your people, not your leadership just you know per se solely, but the people who have to go implement this work? And when we start to get into some of those conversations, then we start to find out that, oh, wait a minute, 
with our training, right? Understanding workplace violence and really creating, it's about workplace safety, right? And it's changing the nomenclature where, like you said, counterculture, okay, we've always talked about it from a workplace violence. Let's talk about it from a workplace safety perspective. What if your organization is the organization that that shooter happens to walk in or that active assailant happens to walk in with a knife or it doesn't have to be a gun, but just, it could be a knife or it could be any type of situation where, Someone on the street, you're a government entity located downtown and someone just walks in off the street because they're frustrated about life. How are your people equipped for that? When you think about inclusivity, are your people trained and equipped to have counterculture? We use the term counter stereotypic information. Do they have a bias? We all do, right? So so first of all, not Mm. do they have a bias, but we all have bias and we get a lot of resistance to that, believe it or not. But we, we have to clarify for people like having hot water is you have a privilege and you have a bias because you have hot water. (laughs) And we break that down and compare it to third world countries and other environments where we can go walk to a sink and turn on hot water. There are places in this world where you cannot do that. Therefore, it is a privilege. You didn't create that situation for yourself. It is just an expectation that you have because of who you are living in this country called America, right? North America. Mm -hmm. And so we, we get into those conversations when we are talking inclusion and diversity. We get into... That So how do you make that mental shift? Well, it starts with awareness. Awareness is the first step to change personally, professionally, doesn't matter. Are you even aware that there's a problem that exists? And if we get to that place of awareness, then we can move. Then are you willing to acknowledge that there that problem is? Like now that you're aware of it, are you willing to acknowledge it and accept that that's actually an issue in your organization? And if yes, then now what actions are you prepared to take? And this the training we provide right is part of that solution set, right? It's not the only thing we like to think of learning as a journey, which we our journey starts with that awareness, moving to the acknowledgement and whatever else is necessary for that particular client. And then we look at, okay, what are the actions you wanna take? How do we help you take actions from a individual perspective? And then what does that look like as part of a team? And then what does that look like in an organization? And so we really create that learner journey using those foundational principles But it's the same with any business in any industry, education, the oil industry, right? Like whatever industry it is, you start with what's the business opportunity. You look at what are people aware that there's a problem here? Because if if you don't, if they're not, you cannot move forward, period. The the buck stops there. There's not going to be, you can implement every type of learning with all the bells and whistles and and the AI technology. You can add it all in there. We could throw it all in and it won't Mm -hmm. change a thing. Because it's just words on page. It's just you implemented some things. And we're actually seeing that. We had a lot of companies make a lot of commitments in 2020 after George Floyd, right? From a DEI perspective. Until I could say it's the same with violence, with the workplace violence, workplace safety. We see companies like after an incident happens near you, you're gonna make the commitment that you're gonna do something about it. But then what happens a year later? Exactly. What happens exactly. after that? That's where we start to see with clients like. Some company, oh, no, we, we already have our strategy. Oh, no, we already have this. And that's great. I'm glad you have a strategy. How's it working for you? Mm-hmm. Because did that awareness piece happen? Are people, and that's why I say, are they bought into the fact that it's not just a problem for them over there? It's actually a problem for me too. And inclusion is an everyone issue. It's not just a minority or BIPOC issue or a marginalized, you know, it's, it's an everyone. Everyone has benefited when we've been inclusive. And everyone is hurt when we're not inclusive. 
When we care and, and take workplace safety seriously and look at workplace violence prevention and intervention training, guess who benefits? Everybody. Because maybe you remember one thing from that training and the other person remembers another thing. And together we work as a team so that we can help to prevent or intervene on a situation where someone walks in off the street. We already know what to do at the front, at the front desk. We don't, you know, and it protects not only the people that are at that front desk and in that lobby, but it'll protect the whole entire building from being hurt. Right. So it's looking at it from a lot of different angles. So one question that I have for you, taking it back to this concept of leading with levity, and we've got a leader, we've got team members who are really interested in creating a fun work environment. How can they do that in a way that is inclusive? Oh, that's such a great question, Dr. Walker. So people have described me as serious and focused, right? So I'm not your fun girl. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then people who would, there's people who would argue differently with that, right? I think if Mm -hmm. you are a leader who wants to create an environment of fun, I was just reading an article this morning, actually, from a colleague, she works in the nonprofit sector. And what happens, the development guild um, is where it was. And she was talking about, there were several different people, it's not just her, but there was this article is kind of made up of several different perspectives. And one of the things that she suggested, right, was that you look at not just looking at your policies, but you look at what ways can you create things to be fun and inclusive at the same time. And I thought it was such an interesting, I used to work for this particular person and I thought about how did she do that? And I, as I read this, I thought, yeah, it's all about positivity. And we just launched a new training called fill the glass at media partners. It's all about how do you fill Mm. the glass, fill the glass service. And it's the concept of you make it memorable, you make it positive and fun. And then you read the clues when you're servicing other people and service is inside your organization. How do you serve your peers? How do you serve one another? How do you serve your employees? And how do you fill their glass every single day? And when you look at this training, these are based on real stories that went viral out in the marketplace. And you think there was one of the videos uh, that I'll give you. You have to go watch the rest of them. You can go preview it on our website. Okay. But (laughs) (laughs) mediapartners.com. There you go. I did my plug. But but one of them, it was that uh, a family, they'd gone on vacation and they left Jakey, which was a stuffed giraffe, and at the hotel. And it was millions of miles away, right? You had to get on a plane to get there kind of thing. And the, the little one, he was upset because he couldn't find Jakey. And so they called the hotel and sure enough, they had found Jakey, the, the giraffe. And, but what they did, right? This is, this is how you make it fun. They took this lost giraffe that was left at the hotel and they could have just put it in a box and sent it back, right? But right. instead, what they did was they took the giraffe and they took him on a vacation, so they said, Jakey's hanging out. So they went and they like, it is hilarious. Like he's, he's at the pool with glasses on. He's, you know, he's behind the desk helping out. He's doing all these different things. And then they put it, took those pictures, put them in a photo album. And not only did they send Jakey wow. back, but they sent the photo album so they could show the kids that Jakey decided he wanted to stay on vacation. So now it's a story. Right. And that's what you can do to create an environment in the workplace is empower your team, empower your people to create moments like that. Those are shareable stories, shareable moments that of service where you're serving others. But think about what that could look like in your inside your organization. Right. You hear I just got a notification right before our time together that there's a water leak under one of one of my team members house. And I'm thinking, 
oh no this is sad but then you want like our fill the glass like oh it's just reflective of the fact that you just launched this training like you can take it Mm. and just be like well you're filling everyone's glass with your water leak so let's help you figure out what to do with that (laughs) and you just take those moments where you can provide a moment of pause and and energy in a light and fun way which i know is what lead with levity is all about Right. Exactly. Exactly. And let me make sure I've got this correct. What is the name of that giraffe? <laughs> Jakey. <laughs> J- no, you're going to have to spell that. That <laughs> I heard J and P, but then there, it, it sounds like there's a whole bunch of other letters that are smooshed in there. <laughs> J-A-K-E-Y. Jakey. Oh, not Jake. Not Jake. Jakey. <laughs> I got to look. You got to look. Yeah. <laughs> Right. I love and it. So, I love and yes, it. and there's other stories in there that you can, that's why I invite you to check out the training, but that's what I think you can do in, in the work environment. We actually, with, with this launch, we just launched this training at the beginning of October. And with it, we created a client launch guide. Here's how you can take the concepts and empower your teams as a leader, have the conversation. What is, what does fill the glass service mean to you? What does it mean to fill someone's glass? You know, how do you do that? How do you do that inside with your team? And how do you do that with our customer base? And that really can create some conversations around this idea of how do you have fun at work? You want to make it positive and you want to make it memorable, but that, that, that second part of that second piece is make it positive and fun. And, there are really creative people out there who um, do that really well and leverage them, leverage their creative ideas. You know, it's, it could be as simple as, you know what, we're going to work out today. We're not going to have meetings over the lunch hour. We're going to order happy hour at a local eatery and virtually, mm-hmm. if you're virtual, sending it virtually to everybody. And then we're going to cut some music on and we're going to dance. I did a conference a few months ago and it was so yeah. fun. Because they had a live DJ (laughs) and we had a live DJ. So 30 minutes before any speakers, it was just, um, he was good too. He was a good DJ. So we were (laughs) just turn up the volume (laughs) and turn off your video camera (laughs) and get your groove on because that is exactly what people were doing and some of us kept our cameras on I'm just saying some people wanted to keep the camera on so we were laughing and we were engaging in the chat and we were so you might need to do that you might just need to get a live DJ at you know a singular location and before leadership shows up you know or in the middle of that just have that live DJ to create that fun, engaging, light atmosphere. And then you get into the heavy stuff. And then you you do things like go to dinner or virtual dinner and you sit and you Mm -hmm. talk about whatever and really get to connect with people on a human level. I think that's what we've lost a lot of this last year or or maybe even over time. I think COVID just revealed it that it's been gone for a while. And I think for some, we're seeing it come back and as we see that come back, then there's more opportunities to be fun and positive in the workplace. Yeah, I, I definitely see for those organizations that are still kind of hanging in there, waiting to see when everything will open back up, they're missing out on the opportunity to have greater connection with people. So there's definitely still opportunity to get out there <laughs> and to find ways to make your organization fun. Even if people are still sitting at home, there are things that you can do. So I encourage you to get in the game, activate, (laughs) and find out what they actually want to do. Don't just impose whatever you think is going to be interesting and and fun and exciting. Like, 
ask your people. So Dr. Jackson, this has been a wonderful conversation. And we are kind of out of time at this point, which is, I know it it went by really quick. Uh, So I, I just wanted to ask you if you have any last words that you'd like to share with the listeners. And then also, where can we go to find out more about all of the wonderful services that you provide? Yes. So I'm going to offer a few more ideas on how to have fun at work, because I just think it's, and this spawned from the article I was reading this morning, a virtual escape room. I had not heard of this. I'm very curious. Uh, (laughs) But I was like, oh, that sounds like fun. And I know people would love that, right? But how cool would that be to do a virtual escape room? Trivia. Trivia questions and virtual workouts are another way, right? That music. I just think anytime you can involve music, it just brings people and food, music and food, like do those two things Mm -hmm. and you're sure to have some fun. So just those are a few things that were that came up in some of the articles I was reading on how to inject some fun into your work environment. And I would encourage you to do that. And that's another way you can fill the glass with your team, with your organization, within your organization and across your culture as an as a company. And so with that, if you want to learn more uh, about the services we offer at Media Partners, go to mediapartners.com. And either Casey, Will, or Arturo, we have live people on our chats. Those are not uh, chat bots. They are <laughs> real people. Let them know that you heard about us on Lead with Levity, and you'll get a 15% discount there on any um, e-learning product and that we have to offer should your organization choose to purchase. And so that's our little gift to you to say thank you for listening and considering some of the ways that we wanted to offer for you here with Lead with Levity. So Dr. Jackson, thank you so much for sharing all of this. It makes me want to facilitate an escape room now. <laughs> like my, my mind is going there. Like, why am I talking about leadership? I should just do virtual escape rooms. That, that's what I need to do. I need to pivot. I'm going to do a hard pivot, Dr. Jackson. Dr. Walker, I'm in. <laughs> All right. Well, I wish you the best. And thank you so much for joining us today. You've shared some really, really good jewels with everyone. And I hope that if you're out there listening, go check out the resources because we'll make sure that we have them available to you in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in to the Lead with Levity podcast. To get resources mentioned in this episode and find out what we're all about, Check us out at leadwithlevity.com.